Hello and welcome to Is This Anime. I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us once again is Anthony. Anthony, how are you, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Anthony, you've wanted to do this show for a long time. We are finally doing Black Clover. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Uh, why Black Clover, Anthony? Why, why do you... Why did you want to cover this show so badly? Okay, in particular, I know I bug you quite often, but uh, this is this was, and I, I think I was one of the catalysts to, make, to start getting you watching the series. Um, but this has been one of my favorite series for a long time. And they've been putting off, putting out m- more content of it, which, which always kind of bothered me because I thought it was such a good, good series. And I even noticed that uh, like some NFL players and... And some MMA fighters had, had been in the media talking about how it was their favorite too. So I don't know. I just it's a very typical shonen anime, and I, I I like that kind of style. So it's it's been big for me. Yeah, I mean, you you were the one who got me into it for sure. And I remember watching. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a typical shonen show. <laughs> and uh, it took me maybe longer to get into it than other people. Like I continued to watch it because at the time I just needed something to watch. And there's what like. 130 episodes of it or something like that there's a lot of episodes it's a yeah, it's a long 34 36 or something like that yeah something like that and i kind of slowly i would bounce around the show i would kind of get in uh get off of it and I, I think it wasn't until like the 70s where i'm like okay i'm finally dialed into this show um but when you are dialed in it's a good time absolutely this uh series it was created by yuki tabata it started in shonen jump in it's run from February 2015 to present. The anime is good. Yes, I, I can confirm the anime is enjoyable. If you love your your typical shonen anime with you know your protagonist who wants to be the uh, in this case it's the Wizard King, but it's no different from Naruto wanting to be the Hokage, Luffy wanting to uh, be you know the Pirate King, Goku wanting to you know be the strongest. You know it's it's that kind of typical shonen character who has a very clear goal that you know the series is working towards it's been ongoing since 2015 the anime unfortunately uh ends on a bit of a cliffhanger because they're i guess they're just waiting for the manga uh to finish up it seems so that is a bit of a bummer waiting for everything to catch up yeah my understanding is the manga is in its end game or or so they say as we've learned from other series where they say oh we've only got a couple years left and then that that gets uh far more extended than one would think certainly uh one piece has always been about to end in five years uh for probably the last 15 years yeah but yeah there at some point the anime will return but for now we have this anime movie black clover sword of the wizard king it just premiered uh, on Netflix on June 16th. It also opened up in uh, theaters in Japan at that same time. It was supposed to come out in March. I remember we were about to podcast about it. And then I was like, oh, shit, not out today. Uh, it got a pretty last minute delay. Well, I believe originally it was actually going to come out in theaters is what I what I had expected, which uh, every once in a while I do like to watch one of the movies in the theaters. And uh I think Netflix picked it up, and uh, that was the deciding factor on it being delayed as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also just, you know, COVID pushed everything back, of course. So the inspiration for Black Clover, uh, for the author Yuki Tabata, it's uh, been influenced by Berserk, which is something we've covered before on this podcast. I'm a big Berserk fan. He also says he took inspiration from Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and the films of Guillermo del Toro. 
he 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 went out of his way to say he was not inspired by video games like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. He researched photograph books for sets and locations based on Europe. Yeah, he was of course a fan of other shonen series such as Yu Yu Hakusho and Bleach. So again, Anthony, you're a Bleach fan. You can definitely see the Bleach influence in this show. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, he said, uh, Tabato said he decided on the magic abilities uh, for characters based on their personalities and whatever magic would fit the current events of the plot. Quick summary of Black Clover, the series, before we get into it. This is a series about Asta. He lives in a world where pretty much everyone has magic, but Asta, our hero, was born without magic. And yet, he still has the goal to become the Wizard King. Uh, And he ends up joining a ragtag guild called the Black Bulls. And, you know, meets a bunch of fun characters, fights powerful foes. Uh, what else am I missing, Anthony, on details, on core I mean, details? He's also got that, that, um, that typical guy right beside him that grew up right beside him, you know, who's better at everything, excels at everything, also has that same goal to be the Wizard King. And it's kind of... Um, I don't know what it'd be typically called. Uh, he's the guy right next to the protagonist. Uh, yeah, he, he's the rival character. He's the Vegeta or um, Sasuke, if you will. Definitely, definitely. How they play off of each other is is quite it's a lot of the, the piece of the, the entire show. You know, is much uh, less of an asshole than Sasuke. Sasuke, a character who uh, you look back on Naruto, and uh, he he did not make a lot of good choices in life. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different that way too, but uh, I mean that's kind of where the the commoner royalty thing pulls in, and you you you, you see a lot of the differences in in this show too. Uh, there is some differences. So absolutely. So Black Clover. There are currently thirty five volumes of the series. It has sold millions of volumes. Highly successful. And yeah, let's get right into this movie, Sword of the Wizard King. So. This movie opens up 10 years before the events of the show. The Wizard King Julius and his allies fought against a man named Conrad. I was Team Conrad at first. I say the I say uh, specifically at first because Conrad he claims he wants a world of equality. You know, I'm pro equality, and in my notes I'm like I'm on his side until I'm corrected. Uh, yeah, and I, Conrad is actually the 27th Wizard King. Julius Novocrono is the 28th, so he was the predecessor to uh, the current Wizard King. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's cool that this uh, movie, I, I know whether it's canon or not is obviously uh, sus or whatever, but the fact that this movie is giving us like a little backstory on previous Wizard Kings I thought was cool. Julius seals this man away, uh, and Conrad says if he is sealed away, then Julius can't use the Imperial Sword. And during this battle, we also see other characters who become guild leaders in their own right, correct? We see like a young Yami and uh, some of the other people. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a fun action scene. This battle is the uh, battle that seems to confirm that Julius as the next Wizard King. Ten years pass, and we're back in present Black Clover time. In the Clover Kingdom, a tournament is going on that will determine who the strongest member of the Magic Knights is. Uh, Mimosa and Klaus, they are the MCs of this tournament. And the characters are very kind to mention each other's names so that new viewers can follow the plot. Yeah. 
I was I noticed that every time they 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 go out of their way, especially early on in uh, this movie, to be like you know specify character names even when they kind of don't have to because it's like I mean I'm not sure if this movie is the best intro to Black Clover. I think uh, some of the One Piece movies were easier entry points. For example, I think they're kind of banking on someone randomly stumbling upon this on Netflix and then maybe they'll go back and watch the original show. Yeah, that would make sense. You know the rival of Asta. He is first on deck for this tournament. And Asta is in exile because of the judgment of the Devil Tribe. Anthony, you, you have a better memory of this show than me. Why exactly is Asta in exile uh, as part of this backstory? Uh, well, um, or- originally in the series and everything like that, um, how the the Clover Kingdom got to be um, dis- half destroyed and all that kind of stuff, and all of this, uh, all of this stuff happened. It originally came from they determined it was a, a devil that uh, uh, tricked the original um, wizard king Lumiere, uh, as well as uh, the, all of the other characters and stuff like that, and destroyed. Ended up destroying half of it, where it took all of the captains and everybody you know and all that kind of stuff, and as well as Asta to uh, finally defeat the devil. Um, that was kind of kept in the dark due to uh, the. They couldn't believe that a commoner could uh, could have saved them, so they just blamed. They just ended up blaming everything on Asta and not on anybody else. That uh, where it should have ended up on the, the Golden Dawn, who ended up transforming into uh, the elves and things like that. They were all possessed. I think those are definitely things to watch the show for. So but it all ended up right on Asta's shoulders, and they uh, they ended up banishing him for it. Gotcha. So yeah, this uh, movie still has to fit within the continuity of the anime. So that's kind of why things are the way they are. But also the movie is quick to uh, abandon any of that because the movie has to go on. So a person known as the masked one is Yuno's opponent. And it's pretty obviously Asta. I am proven correct. And Yuno is thankfully not a dummy either. Oh, and Conrad is already here too. And he has some henchmen. Henchmen who we later learn are actually wizard kings themselves. One dude, uh, let me pull up his name. He uses a technique called Voodoo Shangring La uh, to seal the arena. Uh, I thought that was a cool technique. I'm like, okay, cool. We got a barrier man. Is his name Jester Garanderos, I think? Yeah, one of the the previous wizard king to Conrad, so... Yeah, he's a fun character. Uh, So yeah, he's got these cool barrier, barrier powers that manage to seal the arena... Conrad uses a portal power to teleport various people out. Oh, and uh, Julius is now a child because of shit that happened in the show. Why is Julius a child? Julius ended up uh, to to again to save uh, save the Clover Kingdom. He ended up sacrificing himself and o- almost ended up dying. But he, due to the fact that he has his uh, his his time magic, he saved up some time in a in a mad magical uh, item. And brought himself back, but he was only to bring only able to bring back a certain amount of time, which still gives him the same memories. But he's in the body of a child, and he doesn't have the same magical powers. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, Julius is now a child because of shit you just said. Conrad declares that tomorrow this corrupt country will be no more. A pink-haired girl, uh, also a wizard king. Her name is Princia Funny Bunny. Uh, she uses a chessboard power, which I thought was cool, and it's called Legion Magic Chessboard Game. Asta saves an old man, and he cuts uh, one of the uh, 
saves an old man and cuts it with the disguise. I have no idea what that fucking note meant. Uh, he goes to town on the chess piece foes, though. <laughs> Conrad, he isn't too impressed, even though his lackeys aren't doing well either. Uh, Yami, the leader of the Black Bulls, brings in more guild leaders to help out. And Yami did not appear earlier uh, during this whole action set piece because he was taking a dump. Uh, typical Yami shit. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Yami, he's kind of like, you know, the, the, the badass mentor character. He, uh, in the English dub, he is voiced by Chris Sabat, who is, who is well known for voicing All Might and Vegeta and Piccolo. He kind of gets all the prime uh, voiceover roles when uh, he's working with Funimation. Yeah, he's one of my favorite dub, uh, dub actors, that's for sure, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's like an OG. He's been with Funimation since the beginning. So you, I think he even like directs as well. So he always gets the prime roles, but you know, that helps when he has such a great voice, you know? So Asta and company, they get teleported out thanks to magic. So Yami and uh, Julius and some others like Kaiser get to handle the fight. Uh, Foygolion and Nozel join Yami. Is Foygolion the ice guy or the fire guy? That's just what I got in my notes. Foygolion is the, the fire guy. Okay, that makes sense, because Fuego means fire. So Nozel's the ice guy. I got them. Nozel, no, Nozel is actually, um, uh, has a, uh, a metal mat, uh, magic. He can um, contort and change the metal, basically. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot of characters in this movie. I'm just like, struggling to keep track of all of them. Conrad's henchmen, uh, at this point, it's revealed they are former wizard kings who have been revived. Asta and crew learn from Sally. Uh, that Conrad was the previous Wizard King, and Conrad rebelled against the kingdom and was stripped of his title. His plan relied on the Imperial Sword, which belonged to the first Wizard King. So, right. Juli- Julius and his allies covered this all up and said Conrad died of illness. This, of course, was not a smart move on Julius and his allies' part. Uh, Conrad he uses key magic, which opens and closes rifts which can seal magic, and he can use that magic however he pleases. Uh, pretty overpowered ability and perfect for a non-canon movie villain. Yeah. And it just happens to be that his key magic works perfectly with the Imperial Sword as well. So That's the thing about these movies. Like Sometimes they make their uh, villains so overpowered, they're like, okay, well, wh- who's the actual... Uh, villain of the uh you know anime or manga really gonna be when you're having a movie villain who is uh depicted as so overpowered there's almost a video game logic i was just playing a a a video game recently where of course the main villain's power was that he had all the other powers yeah i mean i i think that was one of obviously i was very positive about this movie right away um, as it's being my favorite series i think that was one of the first things i told you i was like i think it's great really love it but Obviously, there's a few characters that are a little overpowered, in my opinion. So that was noticed right away. Yeah, and I mean, it's a movie, so they want it to be exciting. They also have the movie budget, so they want to go wild. Uh, but it's definitely noticeable where it's like, okay, this movie doesn't even count. So they can kind of just uh, uh, go crazy with the villain's powers. Um, anyways, Conrad, he ends up ambushing Asta and his friends, uh, Emerald and Noel. Conrad takes Noel's uh, water magic and uses it on Asta. And Conrad says he is going to create a gargantuan compact magic using all the souls and magic he's taken and kill a massive amount of people. And uh, I have no idea how this results in an equal world. <laughs> At this point, I was like, oh, okay, this movie's kind of fucking dumb. <laughs> this is a bad habit. It's not just a issue with black clover it's also an issue i feel with like a lot of marvel movies too where you have this villain who 
you know, has some pretty good ideas. They're like, hey, I want to create a world of equality or, hey, I want to make conditions better for this minority group. But the problem with the villain is that they also want to uh, commit genocide. And yeah, I don't I mean, know. It was, it was very much like that Thanos kind of feel like, like I'm going to kill everybody and then create it in my own image. It's like, okay, well, you're like every other villain. You're like every other villain. And also now I am no longer sympathetic uh, to your kind of interesting ideas. I don't know. Um, I prefer the villains where I don't want to use the word antihero, but even when they are killing people, you're at least like, okay, well, maybe that guy did deserve it. And I kind of see their point. And yeah, when Conrad says he wants to uh, kill a massive amount of people, I'm like, okay, now your motivations are no longer interesting to me. Now you're, you the, know, the one thing I did like to somewhat combat that was, yeah. they, I mean, they did this with like Thanos and all those other type of characters in Marvel and things like that. They showed little, little blurbs of their past that, that, uh, I mean, he even had the same catchphrase as, as Asa, like my magic is my, my real magic is never giving up and how he was going to change the world and stuff like that. I mean, the, the little blurbs of the past were kind of like make you sympathize with him, but I mean, it was hard to with this character. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. The little backstory stuff was good. I just wish maybe, uh, the amount of casualties he needed to, to cause for his plan uh, would have been a, a lower number. Like, again, he's going to, like, crazy town with this plan when he's like, oh, yeah, I want to create an equal world. It's just, you know, there's only going to be, like, 10% of the population left. Um, that, to me, it, it just goes to silly town, and I stop taking it seriously. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Okay. He feels this world is unbalanced because of people with magic having superiority. But, again, his plan doesn't. Uh, entirely make a lot of sense due to the whole casualty thing and in my notes i'm just like at this point i am no longer team conrad <laughs> conrad beats asta down but asta says his magic is never giving up which like you said anthony is also a catchphrase conrad once said back in the day and uh you know and millie they help stall conrad asta he gives an inspirational speech to motivate everyone to fight conrad and his men this is a big deal because they don't have their captains to help them out. And then immediately afterwards, uh, they, they don't even miss a beat. More captains actually come to help them out anyways. Again, you know, I understand that this movie is the first, it's the first Black Clover movie. So they want the entire cast to, to be a part of it. They want the fans to be happy that their favorite characters make an appearance. But even just going through my notes, it seems like every time there's kind of an interesting idea in this movie... The the movie uh, walks it back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's like it was doing it uh, like just a, a little bit of an injustice, trying to add too much. You know, like it, keep this. I mean, you can always add these characters in later movies or later shows or later episodes. So just keep it centered on the characters you wanted to keep it centered on, rather than just adding anything you can. Yeah, like there is like an interesting idea where it's like, okay, maybe all these uh, characters without their guilds captains will have to find a way to defeat these wizard kings on their own without any assistance. And I mean, later on in the fights, yes, the captains kind of have their one fight and the Black Bulls uh, without Yami have their own fight. But, you know, I kind of just wish they kept it simpler. Like, yeah, let's just have a movie where, you know, Yami's been sent to magic prison or some shit, and it's just the core cast, and they have to fight this one bad guy who's, you know, again, who could be Conrad level, and they kind of have to, you know, figure things out on their own without the assistance of the captains. 
and yeah, it just kind of was like, no, we just we want every character to be in here uh, to please the fans. And, you know, I mean, it's almost like they felt they're only going to do one movie of this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, know, I did get that feeling like they kind of felt like, yeah, like, oh, we're only going to do one of these. So this has to be the one. Um, I think My Hero Academia has had like three movies and I haven't watched the third one. But like, you know, those first two movies are very specific ideas, which means they can kind of be interesting. They can kind of have their own focus, you know. And yeah, this well, is just you, like you do get with My Hero Academia that there is a a progression in the movies. I... It's a fair criticism. Um, I'm glad we're kind of on the same page there because again, you you did enjoy the movie. I enjoyed this movie for what it's worth, even though I think it's I want to say deeply flawed. But again, there's just things where I just kind of wish they committed harder to the ideas and just did things a little more smartly. Anyways, back to the plot. The rest of the Black Bulls they join everyone. Uh, my boy Gordon, he's also in this movie, and also Jack. Uh, I'm always happy with Jack representation in animes. Uh, he's also in this. Uh, Jack is like a snake guy. Gordon's a funny character because he speaks in a whisper. Um, and, you know, he he loves his friends so much, even if uh, everyone else doesn't really uh, treat him the best. Everybody uh, relates to him. Yeah, he's a weird dude. And he also has like shadow magic. So his magic is also like among the creepier magics in this show. Yeah, he uses mostly poisons and stuff like that. Fun character. We need a Gordon movie. We need a movie where it's just Gordon against the world. I would be down for that shit. Um, so yeah, the gang, they get on a flying fortress and they attempt to break through uh, Conrad's barrier. Yuno and Asta combine their powers to break through the barrier. Yuno goes in what I can only describe as Wind Super Sam with his power up. And he gets a fight uh, versus the barrier man, Jester. Yuno frees Yami and the rest with his attacks. Jester holds off the other leaders, but Yuno uses his Super Saiyan green magic sword that manages to hold its own against the barrier. But then Jester, he unleashes a new purple thorn technique, and Yami and the guild leaders defeat him with combo spell, dimension slash, with an added spinning sword hit from Yuno. Did I describe the, that fight well enough, Anthony? Uh, you can really only see it in the show, but yes, you, did, you described it about <laughs> as good as it's possible. Yeah, I mean, again, anyone who's listened to this podcast before, some of these shows, you just have to watch them. This is on Netflix, y'all. I could tell you what happens in the plot and still wouldn't diminish your enjoyment because, again, it is like two hours of action. Yeah. Uh, Leona versus Prinsha Funny Bunny. Uh, Leona's a fun character. She's a big, buff, redheaded uh, lady. Um, her magic, is, is it fire magic? Or, or again, you, you know these characters better than me, Anthony. Yeah, her, her magic is fire magic, just like her brothers and stuff like that, and her vermilion family. Uh, Mary Leona is uh, the typical, uh, like, hard knock, mean as it gets type of character, and, and the previous um, Wizard King, the only female, is who she ends up fighting. And uh, uh, you could you could tell that she's she's one of those characters that just doesn't give up at all. Yeah, this was a good fight um, because, like I say, Prince Funny Bunny, uh, the Chess Wizard King, her abilities are really cool. So they get like a hard knocks fight. Uh, Leona gets impaled uh, by Funny Bunny, but she uses an ability that uh, causes her to heat up so much that she's able to break the sword. They get into a fist fight, and Leona is seemingly defeated, but she gets a second wind. She goes what I'm referring to as Super Saiyan Fire. Again, as a big JoJo fan, I was very happy with the fist fight they get into where it's just like, aura, 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 with Bunny Bunny. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? With that reference? Totally, yeah. Yeah, I love that whole, like, you know, when they're when they're punching so much, you're just seeing, like, a hundred fists fly at once. 
you know, maybe it originated in JoJo. I'm not sure, but I love that visual of of those uh, insane fist fights. It definitely gives me some uh, some Dragon Ball Z flashbacks as well. That fight, absolutely. Um, Funny Bunny. She then creates a massive pawn. Oh, and then my notes got uh, derailed to the Black Bulls uh, fighting the Fancy Wizard King, who is Edward Avalanche. Edward, another fun character. And he he's the one that has uh, the the ice magic. Yeah, and he his ice magic is so powerful he can create an entire fortress, an entire ice fortress as his battlefield. Again, the way this movie works is I with with my note taking. It's not just like the movie is like okay, here's twenty minutes of one fight, here's twenty minutes of another. It's constantly cross cutting, which made note taking very confusing. Back to Asta and Conrad. Uh, they have a fight, and it's a lot of stunning visuals that are hard to describe. But the main thing is that Conrad's hair turns white with gold highlights, and he gains a floating rainbow symbol on his back that indicates he has a lot of magic. Total video game shit. I'm kind of shocked that Black Clover only has one video game, honestly, and it's a really bad one, so I didn't buy it. And then what is it? He says, you think the Wizard King... This is what Conrad says. He says... You think the Wizard King is all-powerful, but none were able to bring revolution to this nation, including the first. In fact, Julius did the opposite when he was beaten by the elves. Plover Kingdom was always doomed. They've changed nothing. Asta argues that Julius gave his life to save people. Okay, I don't know if that tracks. I don't no, know I mean, if that... that lo- the, the, the logic... Be- both of these guys' arguments are not great, I feel. Um... Conrad, of course, wants to commit genocide for equality, and Asta's argument is just like, okay, well, these people have friends, and they believe in themselves. I'm like, okay, but you're not answering the question of whether they solved any problems, buddy. Uh, these, these, this is not a strong debate between either of these characters. Uh, Asta's not, not a character that's known for a uh, strong debate in general. His power is believing in himself. Again, uh, that his magic is never giving up. Um, I mean, aside so- from that fact, it, it, Asta's a very big in trusting the people around him, including his captain, his the wiz- his wizard king, and all of the black bulls and the, the magic knights in general. The message of the series: never question anything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. Never question anything. Trust your government. Trust your boss. Question nothing. Wonderful message for the children. They will uh, never in- uh, be inspired uh, to change anything in their lives. <laughs> Uh, but either way, I mean, uh, this this final fight between the two of them, I think, is one of the better fights in, in oh. I've seen in the last few years. It's fantastic. Again, you know, I'm, I'm criticizing the writing of, of this movie, but the visuals, again, are fucking stunning. I'm not going to question that. It's it's Definitely. total it's total anime bullshit, and I love it. Asta, he unleashes his devil form, and he says, the Wizard King inspires the people he protects. He gives them a dream to chase after. He's the opposite of useless. Again, dreams great, but okay, what is he? <laughs> what's he doing, buddy? And then Carmad, his argument is discrimination runs rampant. Without my help, this country will never change. Asa responds by saying, "Everyone works together to make sure we have a better life." And like I said, the arguments on both of these sides are legit, fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's not about change; it's about coming together. Again, uh, sure, I guess, I guess, in the most positive way, I can frame that sentence. I can say coming together is anti-discriminatory, but again, you know, maybe you should offer some consolations to to the minority groups that have suffered under this reign. 
But again, lazy arguments around about in this fucking movie. Uh, in the middle of these arguments, Asta pierces Carmad's magic book, which gives the characters who lost their magic their powers back. Uh, Noelle is able to defeat the fancy wizard king Avalanche uh, with her power back. And she says a better choice would be to work together. Asta is right that Carmad's plan to kill a bunch of people isn't the best way to gain the favor of the citizens. But Carmad, he still has a trick up his sleeve with his Doom's Gate ability. And then here, you know, you know shit's about to go down when the opening music uh, to an anime film plays. You know what I mean? When the classic Black Clover intro theme plays, you're like, okay, shit's about to go down. The story's about to wrap oh, yeah. up. Uh, it's like, you know, when One Piece uh, plays We Are in their movies. You're like, okay, this is, this is it. The, <laughs> the final strikes are happening. So, Asta, he gets a flashback where child Julius gives him his sword. Everyone's hopes and dreams flow through Asta and give him a massive power-up. Again, this is total shit like uh, Goku defeating Kid Buu with the spirit bomb. And you know what? I love that bullshit. I love when everyone's uh, using the power of friendship to power up the hero. Again, uh, we've covered Gurren Lagan on the podcast before. That's total Gurren Lagan bullshit. <laughs> where, where the power of friendship gives everyone a huge power-up. And Asta gets a second wing, which is blue. Anthony, has that second wing ever appeared before? Is that a new thing or? Uh, no, I mean, uh, some of the stuff you see at the end here, you've never seen anywhere else. But like that sword has never come up in anything else. Um, you would never think that in general, uh, Asta can use anything magical like that. So. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I. That's why you're here because again, I've watched so many of these fucking shows. I'm like, okay, I watched this in December. I can't fucking remember yeah. this shit. So you're here to keep me honest about the facts. So yeah, he flies to Conrad and he uses his two swords to pierce Conrad's meteor attack. Conrad argues he has to save everyone, but again, he's not saving everyone. He's killing ninety percent of the population. Bad fucking argument. And he says, um. Oh my god, I, I misspelled this in my notes. Fuck. Anyways, uh, Asta says, even if you're a, a peasant and don't have magic, you can be the strongest in the world. One day, I'll be the Wizard King. And as he says this, Asta finally takes Conrad down. And Conrad accepts his defeat and tells Asta to become the Wizard King. And he says he believes in him because Asta's magic is never giving up. So, I'm glad Conrad... Uh, you know, got his shit together at the last possible moment. I thought that moment was sweet in a very anime way. Yeah, I did like that moment. I mean, it, it was, I mean, you could have saw it really uh, from the moment it started. That was similar to how, but uh, I mean, again, this, the reasons to go watch this are the visuals and, and everything like that. It's not because you can kind of tell what, what's going to happen in the story, and, but it isn't the greatest plot Absol lines and thing. Absolutely. And you know, even though I'm making fun of this type of storytelling, because, you know, I, th I think something like One Piece, you know, One Piece is peak shonen because One Piece actually does have, like, really smart ideas. I think Oda is just that good of a writer where he can give a fun shonen story while also, like, One Piece has, like, actually really good politics. It's, like, one of the most, like, left-wing, uh, certainly probably the most left-wing piece of shonen material there ever is, given how, like, anti... It's so, like, anti-government... Anyways, you know what I mean, right? It's like fucking well, anarchist level. Has the whole uh, a thousand episodes of character development and stuff like that. So it's it's a bit different than stuff like like Black Clover backstory of all these guys. Yeah, and like Oda, of course, is like building towards this, you know, uh, revolution and that revolution theme. Uh, 
is part of pretty much every One Piece storyline. You know, sorry, that was just me uh, talking about uh, what I feel is a better shonen series. Uh, but to be fair, One Piece is better than uh, many shonen series, I would argue. Conrad and the other kings, they fade into the stars, which again, it's a sweet moment. Because again, were, the, were those wizard kings even really alive or were they just... Uh, they, they were just coming out of the sword. Um, all, okay, of the, all of the past wizard kings' uh, essences are kept within the sword, basically. Okay, so... They're basically just illusions. Were they actually like really resurrected or were they just uh, magic pawns that existed from the sword? The the, the movie does not bother to explore that because again, no. the movie's wrapping up. Uh, so they fade into the stars and Julius remembers how Conrad was once full of joy until the royalists killed his family and he became all grumpy. And then Julius says, aren't wizard kings incredible? And Asta responds, yes, sir. And one day... I'll become an incredible person too when I'm the Wizard King. Fade to black, movie over. There we go. That's the end of Black Clover, Sword of the Wizard King. Before we get into final thoughts, let's get into our favorite segment. Cue the music. Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. So for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of this movie. I'll go first. My Speedwagon is uh, the chess master, Prinsha Funny Bunny. I thought her uh, chess ability was really cool. Fuck, I didn't even finish like the notes uh, with her fight. Yeah, the, the fight uh, that she has with Leona, I think it's my favorite fight of the major ones. Um, obviously, Asta versus uh, Conrad was visually spectacular, but I don't know. I like it when two uh, strong ladies uh, have a knockdown, drag down fight. Um, so I thought that was fantastic. What about you? Who is your speed wagon for this movie, uh, Anthony? Well, oddly enough, and um, to, to play in sequence with you, I'm, I'm going to pick Mary Leona as my favorite uh, supporting actor because she, she she's not a big actor. She's not a big member of that but she she always creates a little punch up and and that last little fight that she had with uh Prisha was was uh was interesting for sure yeah i mean that's that's the one thing i i know i've criticized black clover a lot on this podcast i've almost been a bit mean to it but i will say this show does handle its female characters really well um again there's there's a lot of great female characters in this movie and they all get like big action set pieces again uh Noelle is the one who gets to defeat uh, Edward Avalanche. Um, and yeah, Leona versus Prinsha, that's just two ladies duking it out. So of like the four major fights that comprise the last hour, yeah, two of them are, are uh, female ones. So yeah, I think the show does like handle its uh, characters quite well in that regard compared to other shonen series, which I feel can be quite sexist. Black Clover definitely uh, does women a lot better. And I think that should be applauded. I just played a fucking video game which did have a lot of shonen style storytelling. And I was like, oh my God, this is like one of the most sexist stories I've ever fucking witnessed. The women were like all like, they were either weak or, or, or you know, uh, conniving or awful. It was just, oh my God. I'm not even like being woke when I say this. I think any person who would witness the story that I witnessed would be like, oh fuck, that's some, <laughs> that's some sexist ass shit right there. Like not even, well, uh, aside from worrying about all, all the sexist stuff too. It's just good to see a good, strong female character. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a good, uh, well, it's good. you want good, 
you want good characters in general. I think that's the other point too. When when characters are like shitty, it's like, well, fuck, that's just bad writing. You know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. So Black Clover props to that again. Final thoughts on Black Clover, Story of the Wizard King. Uh, I know I dumped on this movie for its ideas. Uh, you know, it's a silly movie, but did I have a bad time? No, it's like fun. It's, you know, if you like Black Clover and you want more Black Clover, and again, the anime is on hiatus until the manga finishes, then, you know, fuck yeah, watch this. It's two hours of action. You could certainly do worse with your time. What about you, Anthony? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm going to be a little biased. I liked it. I really liked it. Um, it's the typical, like, turn your brain off and watch... Uh... You don't have you don't have a ton of plot lines to follow. You just you w- watch a bunch of action, and if you like your those favorite characters, you get to see them, get to see them in some good fights. I mean, I'm not going to rate it unbelievably high. I think some of those like uh, the, the One Piece movies, like like V and all that kind of stuff, I loved. I'd rate them a little higher, but uh, this is definitely like a seven, seven and a half out of ten, and definitely a worth worth uh, watching a couple of times. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think a seven is a solid grade, you know, C plus B minus, depending on depending on how uh, severe your issues with the plotting and writing are. But again, there's worth there's worse ways to spend your day. And again, this movie exists for the fans who just, you know, need to tide themselves over for the anime to return someday. Yeah, I think that about wraps up with the podcast. Anthony, you're a private citizen, so no social links for you. Dear listener, you can find me at Jack is Jack on instagram only real jack m on twitter find this podcast at is this anime pod on instagram i guess we have twitter elon won't even fucking let you share instagram links anymore and instagram's our primary platform so you know just just give us the instagram follows give us the likes uh there and yeah uh that about sums it up we actually do have an episode next week coming up as well i've uh, normalized the recording schedule i know because again it's summertime. Guests are kind of hard to get. It's no big deal. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for continuing to to listen to the backlog, which is always thriving. All right. Uh, that about sums it up. Take it easy, folks. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me on.